Hello and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID Podcast. This is Zach Martin, editor of Regarding ID Magazine. Today I'm speaking with Neville Pattinson, Vice President of Government Affairs and Business Development at Jamalta, North America. Neville also sits on Homeland Security's Data Privacy and Integrity Advisory Committee. Today we're going to talk about national ID cards, but before we dive in, first a word from our sponsor. Picture a unique identity. Imagine that identity turning into one unique credential. Envision using that credential to enter facilities and log on to networks and applications. Diebold's Credential One solution mitigates the complexity and risks of managing multiple identities. Think one credential, multiple uses. Think Diebold Credential One. To learn more, visit www.credentialone.com. In many countries, national ID cards are a fact of life. These IDs more often are using advanced technologies and are used for more and more applications. But in some countries, such as the U.S., even much of a national ID card is a non-starter. In this two-part podcast with Neville, we'll discuss what some European countries are doing with national ID cards. In part two, we'll look at the U.S. and what may, what may be happening here. Thanks for joining me, Neville. Well, it's very common um, around Europe and Middle East to find governments looking at how to create efficiencies in the way they deal with documents and the way they interact with their citizens. So there are a number of examples, um, both for uh, electronic identification as far as you know, uh, benefits, what they're entitled to get from the government, as well as um, looking at healthcare provision from a national perspective. But Portugal comes to mind as a fairly um, innovative uh, country. They, they basically had five documents uh, that citizens carried around, around, and they managed to bring that down to one document. They've, they put a lot of effort into how they reach out to the citizens as well by creating citizen shops where they have uh, uh, places in the mall that have got every government agency represented um, in, the, in the one place allowing the citizen to come in and deal with all of the enrollments that they need to do and all of the benefits and all of the issues. So having a national ID card allows them to go in and authenticate and prove who they are to each department, etc. They can also go there and enroll and apply for the, for the card in the first place. So eliminating multiple documents, bringing it again to one rooted, trusted credential within, within their country. Another one that is uh, very well advanced is Belgium. Okay. Um, uh, Belgium has a lot of uh, you now cards issued to their citizens, and that again is used for um, electronic um, authentication for uh, e-government services, as well as uh, uh, for health um, benefits, also for tax, uh, etc. They have a full PKI um, solution on 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 that deployment, which really allows strong authentication for signing tax forms and so on and encrypting information as they wish to the to the government. One, one of the really clever areas that they looked at in Belgium was looking at the protection of kids online. And they, they created a particular um, aspect uh, called Kids IDs. Mm-hmm. And it allows the kids to have you know, safer chat, uh, you know, go into chat rooms and be secured that nobody else can get in there that doesn't have one of these ID cards and isn't um, of the right age, so it can give a safe forum for kids online in the in the Belgium environment, which I think is a, a terrifically 
you know, good way of protecting people's identity and, and certainly kids and their identity and, and give them a safe you know, sandbox to play with on the Internet. So that's one of the side shoots that I see coming out. But generally, um, we, we need in our society, and I think these countries in Europe and Middle East all realize that they have to have a way of knowing who they're dealing with when it comes to the citizen. And by giving them a, an identity document, which can be strongly tied to the individual through electronic authentication, that it, that it starts to bring lots of benefits as far as services and so on to the citizen and, and makes the government more efficient. Now, are the, the, these IDs only used for access to government or for identification for government services, or can they be used for identification to commercial services as well, or is that something that's coming? Or Yeah, once you have uh, an identification document in the hands of the citizen, which is tr trusted by you know, and founded on, on a government-issued uh, credentialing scheme, then commercial organizations um, in some jurisdictions can now take advantage of that. Certainly in um, Finland, uh, they have national identity cards issued, which include um, public key infrastructure capabilities, so they all have keys and certificates on their national ID cards. And one of the uh, first um, segments to jump on that was the banking industry for protecting online bank accounts, rather than the banks having to issue strong credentials to the individual beyond their chip and pin card that they have, <clears throat> they've allowed them now to use the national ID card as their authentication device for logging into their bank account. So they can associate it when you um, log in, they can associate this national ID card with this account, obviously the names have to match, etc. And that then seals the fact that you're the only person who's able to log into that because you're the only one who can present that particular electronic credential and, and authenticate to it. So yes, I do see a wider use and take up, and I think that's really where it comes. And there's a saying, uh, build it and they will come. Um, on that basis, if you build a national identity structure of identity within, a, within any country, then it's really a question of who can now take advantage of it. And I'm sure not just the government, but commercial organizations can find that as a way of verifying who you are when you're applying to open um, you know, bank accounts or whatever it may be, applying for mortgages, um, whatever, the, whatever the scheme may be, you've now got a trusted credential that can be used by all these services, especially considering we need to present it in our real lives, you know, day-to-day -day handing it over or plugging it into a terminal in front mm -hmm. of somebody, or also in our virtual online world where we need to present it through the bits and bytes of the internet to um, remote servers and services that we're trying to uh, authenticate to. So without electronic, we still become very vulnerable. And uh, with electronic credentials, we can really start to assure greater protection to the citizen of the security of their assets, as well as respecting and protecting their privacy. Thanks, Neville. We'll post part two later this week.